from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Hour two of VSIN Primetime alongside Jared Smith sitting in for Sean King. Got a little, got to figure out the pipes. Yeah, they're not golden after last night. A little, little scratchy. The horn frog. There you go. Never seen a horn frog bite. Uh, we will talk some college hoops, some big college basketball games coming up yeah. later on this evening, including North Carolina taking on UVA in a spot where North Carolina, a four-and-a-half-point dog against UVA. Might be a little off there with that number. Yeah, I think Jared might uh, might get a little, little, little trigger frisky happy. with the heels there. Uh, we we'll, just, we'll, we'll ask Jim about it. We'll we, see what Jim thinks. We just Yeah, Jim Root, uh, three-man weave, he will join us, bottom of the hour. Uh, so stick around for that. Um, and uh, Matt Newman's just joined us, and he let us know about tonight. And I, I agree with him. Uh, the corn. Yeah. Producer Britain's corn. I'm on Nebraska. You know? Home dog. Pinnacle Bank. <laughs> the bank Let's go is to Nebraska. open. All right, I'm on Nebraska. I'm going to go first half Nebraska. Wow. And take the three and a half. Getting a little greedy like last so, night with so the dogs, huh? Ride with the corn huskers. Hopefully they can come out. And uh, I do have one other Brett, one of her play that intrigues me, but I'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, once again, uh, we're fired up here at VEASAN. A handful of our programs, Follow the Bunny, the Lombardi Line, this show, VEASAN Primetime, and the Greg Peterson Experience, now part of SportsMap Radio. So we're fired up here at VEASAN to be part of SportsMap Radio across the country. And we've got some great new radio stations like ESPN Kansas City in Kansas City, Missouri, Folks, you're listening live to the best in sports betting news and information from Las Vegas, baby. The sports betting capital of the world. So welcome to VEASAN. Welcome to our family. And welcome Rainy Las Vegas this to week. VEASAN primetime. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I yeah. Like, I don't like it. Uh, Neither I do I. I do not like it. All right. Wildcard weekend is upon us. Just a, a couple days away from the start of wildcard weekend. Two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then Monday night. The Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I want to start with that. We can kind of move our way backwards. Sure. Because the Dallas-Tampa Bay game is so fascinating to me. And we just heard from Matt Newmans. He likes Tampa Bay. And I, I can't blame him, Jared. But, man, it certainly feels like it is a Square risky pop proposition. And I tweeted this out on Sunday, sitting, watching... Dallas just play as bad as possible 
against the Washington Commandos. And Your Commandos. My Commandos. Um, and I tweeted out that this would be, I said, everyone is going to bet Tampa Bay next week. Now, here's the caveat to that. And we heard from Chris Andrews yesterday talk about this particular game. Dallas is always a very popular team. Exactly. However, it does feel like at least, you know, you look at some of the early betting splits. Now, a lot of the public action, you, you, especially this being a Monday night game, yeah. is going to come in throughout the weekend. So don't get too enamored with the betting splits as of right now. But some of the early betting action seems to be on Tampa Bay. But the interesting thing, Jared, I want, I want to get your thoughts on this, is that unlike Minnesota and, and the Giants, which also seems like a public dog situation with the Giants visiting the Vikings and the Giants being a three-point underdog there, the line has moved. It has gone off that key number of three. It's gone to two and a half. Market-wide, there are, as I look at it right now, I see one offshore shop at three. Every spot here in, in town is at two and a half. So it is an indicator that at least some respected money has moved it off that key number of three. So how do you look at Monday night down in Tampa as the Bucks are a home dog against the Cowboys? Well, you nailed the line analysis. And I don't want to say it compares to what we saw with TCU Georgia, but, you know, we saw that line come down early, right? But it turned out that it was Georgia that was the right side, and we saw the favorite money pile in on game day. And you mentioned it to me, too, the splits flip on game day. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to see that in this game, but there's a couple of key factors here that make this a bit of a unique circumstance with calling it a quote-unquote public dog. One, the Cowboys being who they are, mm -hmm. I think will be a magnet towards a lot of bets. And then the Monday night game. If this game was played Saturday at 4 o'clock and it was the first game out of the shoot, you might feel a little differently about being the first. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go right... Balls to the wall right out of the gate with the public dog right out of the gate. But I, I think when you do look at the handicap here, that needs to be part of the equation too. And, and I always caution bettors that use the betting splits exclusively sure. to wager on games. I think you're running into some long-term issues because the public does win from time to time. And you have to see if the sharp money and public money aligns. In this case, it does. Because like you said, it came off of the most key number right out of the gate. Three and a half, very quickly. I mean, the three and a halves were gone almost immediately. Then three, and now we're seeing it trend off of three to two and a half. Let's call it 2.75. And then you look at the actual handicap of the game, and Matt Eumanns just said it, Dak Prescott's seeing ghosts. The Bucks are trending up, so I think it's fair to manually adjust their number a little higher than what we saw earlier in the season. And it's still Tom Brady. Like, it'd be one thing if this was a very inexperienced quarterback going up against the Cowboys where maybe their pass rush would be an issue. But Tom Brady excels at getting the ball out quick. The offensive line's as healthy as it's been all year. Tom mentioned that today during his, uh, you know, early week availability. And I just think there's a lot of positives with this Bucks team. Now, it's a very easy handicap, so that makes me cautious. But... It's tough to really bet Dallas right now, especially it's tough even to lay with Dallas on the road in the playoffs. That is probably not something I'm willing to do. Well, something that, that I subscribe to, and you know, Matt kind of mentioned this as well, is especially in the NFL, the buy low, the sell high kind yeah. of factor. And Dallas could not have played a worse game sure. than what we saw on Sunday in Washington. I mean, Dak Prescott was horrific absolutely just He's throwing a pick in seven straight games awful i mean you look at his numbers this year and you know I, i've you know argued about you know everyone says that you know kirk cousins is can't win the big game like he's won as many playoff games as <laughs> dak prescott went has. into new orleans a few years ago and won yeah so i mean dak right now 23 and 15 touchdowns to interceptions Yikes. but you know i i do the hesitation just in my DNA is... Of course, and I'm, we're the same. We're both cut from the same cloth is, in I'm, that regard. I'm just feeling like this is so... It just seems so easy to just clearly take Tampa Bay here. It's Tom Brady. You know, they played a half against uh, the Falcons. They were up at the half. Prior to that, you saw Tom Brady throw for 432, throw three touchdowns to Mike Evans. Like you mentioned, the best we've seen of Tampa Bay has seemed to arrive in the last, mostly week 17, but a little bit there in that first half. So 
that the the line and I'll I'll say this like I've said this before the line just spooks me like I, I want to bet Dallas here but it's hard for me because I have eyeballs to bet <laughs> on Dallas right now they you have can also just not bet the game exactly they have historically played very poorly here 100 in the playoffs Dak Prescott has as I mentioned won one playoff game it's not like they have a massive coaching advantage with Mike McCarthy not at all versus Todd Bowles. I would say both guys are probably sells. Let's let's settle it this way. What would surprise you more? Dallas going into Tampa and winning. Or <laughs> okay. Right? Or uh-huh. Tampa falling flat and losing the game. Like we like the old reversion of Tampa earlier in the year. Would it surprise you more if Dallas went into Tampa and played their butts off and played a great game and Dak looked fantastic or Tampa falling flat and reverting back to the team that lost to the Panthers earlier in the year and to the Falcons earlier and, you know, struggled with all of those teams, almost lost to Arizona. What surprises you more? Dallas overachieving or Tampa underachieving? Dallas overachieving. So there's your answer right there. Honestly, if you're 50-50 on a game and you're more surprised on that scenario... That tells you Tampa Bay is probably the right side. But, no, but the way you preface it, I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa Bay played like they've been playing the majority of the year. On Christmas night, they should have lost to Arizona. But they didn't. They made the plays when they needed to yeah, make Yeah, they also the had a, you know, a dude who you know, shouldn't be in the NFL, Trace McSorley, take a pitch to nobody, you know, and, and Cliff Kingsbury, man, call some terrible Don't plays. Don't be talking smack Sorry. about my guy, Trace McSorley. I mean, you know, almost I, a Rose Bowl champion. I, I bet on them <laughs> against Cincinnati when they were catching three and a half at home. They led 17 nothing for the first time in, in, in Tom Brady's career. He blew a 17 nothing. Lou Anarumo made some great adjustments at halftime in that he's, game. He's pretty good at doing yeah, that. Yeah, he is. All right. Um, so that game, I think, is, is the most interesting. It's a to- I think that's the toss up of the week, right? I think Jacksonville, well, but I think I can see Jacksonville Chargers being. Uh, a blowout in one direction, though. All right, well, lay it on me. I have no idea. That's the one game I want nothing to do with this week. Like, really? I want absolute. Well, I mean, I think you have a very high, high it's, volatility situation. It's with the only these. game on the board uh, right now, pretty much across the board. It's a pick. You know, you look at Chargers and Jacksonville. There's a couple shops. DraftKings is uh, is still Chargers minus one, but where we sit at Circa. Uh, South Point, Westgate, I think BetMGM, all sitting at picks. So we've actually seen money come in on the Jaguars, uh, despite what's interesting is, once again, not to always blindly take a look at betting splits, but what's interesting about this one is that the Chargers are getting the early action in this one. I I like the Jags. Look, I bet against the Jags last week uh, and and was fortunate to get home to the window there uh, as the Titans catching, what, six and a half. I do like the Jags a little bit here. How about the Jags playing in back-to-back primetime games? Seriously. That's wild. And you have both quarterback. And this is a trend. We'll talk about this Vikings-Giants in a little bit. Playoff quarterbacks making their first postseason start. You have both guys making their first start here. So, Question for the, the 13 Chargers fans out there. <laughs> Would you, If I gave you a proposition, I said, you can win this game and play the Chiefs. Or you can lose and get Sean Payton. What do you do? I'd want to play the Chiefs because I think they can beat the Chiefs. They've already proven that they can. <laughs> I want them to lose. <laughs> get Sean Payton. Although Brandon Staley, eh, not a great week for him. Take a look at where the other lines have moved so far and any massive betting splits to note. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion you can check out not just today's action but future events as well betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com jared smith sitting in for sean king you follow him on twitter at jared lee smith i am at one tim murray it is vsin primetime and we're going to talk to jim root coming up bottom of the hour you can follow him on Twitter at Second Chance Points. Three Man Weave, get his thoughts on some big college basketball games. And Kentucky closed Woo! as a 20 point favorite against South Carolina tonight. They are currently trailing 21 to 6. Three touchdowns for Shane Beamer's uh, squad there. Yeah. Um, Kentucky, or South Carolina, I should say, closed here at Circa, plus 1,300 on the wow. money line. I would have, and that was probably a, a, an oversight on our part not to take a little nibble there. So South Carolina's plus 1,300 in a one basketball game at Rupp Arena. What do we think the five. live line is right now, down 13? <laughs> is there a Kentucky live number that would perhaps intrigue Mr. I don't Murray? know. I mean, they were down... It was a 20-point spread, so they probably are still a favorite in the live line. I don't know. Um, Let's take a look. By the way, I just, I, I just, the hilarity in this is South Carolina was a 13-1 to on the money line for one basketball game tonight. Georgia football is 3-1 <laughs> to one to win the national championship in 364 days and or whatever it is. 12 regular season games. Uh, we I have, wouldn't bet that. Uh, Kentucky is six producer Britain. Just let us know. Kentucky right now minus six and a half. Yeah, no bueno. Uh, so South Carolina, the Gamecocks, twelve twenty to go in the first half, leading Kentucky, who is uh, a bit of a disaster and uh, some talk. Unranked Kentucky in January, huh? Preseason, I think n- number one, top one. five for sure. Oscar Shibwe, well, number one preseason in. Ken Palm. Yeah. And uh, their best win is against Michigan in London. So their it's best. Not a bad win. Their best win of the season in the United States is uh, <laughs> against LSU. Also, <laughs> yeah. nah, not terrible. So uh, we will talk to uh, Jim Root. Uh, some rumors that maybe John Calipari just gets the bag and goes to Texas with that opening now. Um, but uh, yeah. that is. Uh, that's. Uh, that's it's rumor mills, so uh, there you go. Uh, more college basketball talk. Big one tonight in Charlottesville as North Carolina heads 
to Charlottesville to take on the Wahoos. And right now, UNC, you can find them as high as a five-point underdog uh, at uh, Caesars William Hill. So uh, if you like the dog, there you go. Uh, North Carolina at Virginia. I am on, uh, I'm tailing Matt Newman's. I took three and a half with the corn. Boys of the corn there in Nebraska. Uh, I actually took a little bit money line first half plus 120. Maybe we yeah, get, I don't hate it. Maybe we get a little uh, good effort uh, there at Pinnacle Bank. And uh, I do have one other play that intrigues me, uh, which I'll, I'll get to a little bit later on. But let's keep rolling with the NFL wildcard weekend. A couple big favorites. I know you've got some numbers uh, on these big favorites. Um, but it's been interesting today, Jared, is that there's been money coming in on the dog in both Seattle, San Francisco, and Miami, Buffalo. We'll start with Seattle, San Francisco. This game opened 10. We'll show you the betting splits here for those of you watching. If you're not watching with us, 77% of the bets, 89% of the handle early on at BetMGM on the Niners. However, the number at most spots here in town has actually moved off the key number of 10. Any interest in the dog in this spot? A divisional dog, yeah. certainly profitable during the regular season. Yeah, they they certainly have been. That that's been the story of the year. I'll give you the trends first, and then we can you know dive into each individual matchup with the double digit dogs because I don't know if both of them are going to be double digit dogs by uh, game time. But one in seven. This is the wild card round double digit underdog since two thousand four. One in seven against the spread. Last year, of course, it was the Steelers in Kansas City, and they got absolutely trounced. Um, and the only ATS win ever on Wild Card Weekend for a double-digit underdog was Taylor Heineke and the Commanders. Um, actually, I don't, I don't think they were Commanders. They, were, they weren't the Commanders. They were then. the football team. <laughs> they were still a football team back then, right? Um, lost by eight as a 10-point dog to Tampa Bay um, a couple years ago. So the precedent for double-digit underdogs on wildcard weekend has not been good. And I think it makes sense because on wildcard weekend, if you're a double-digit underdog, you've really underachieved throughout the regular season just to get to the playoffs, and you're not a team that is taken seriously at all, and you're likely facing a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. So it's never happened where a team has won outright and only one has ever covered. Granted, very small sample size, so it's really hard to take anything serious from those numbers, but... They are trends, nonetheless, that are of interest this week. I, look, I look at Seattle. I, I'm not a big proponent normally of of laying big numbers, uh, and I'm not racing to lay nine and a half no. for the 49ers. Especially, especially a divisional with, game. Especially with the movement yeah. here. They played twice, obviously, because they are divisional foes. San Francisco won both, covered both. Uh, 27 to 7 in week two. That was a spot that I absolutely loved the Niners because remember they lost yeah. week one. To oh, the I was Bears, on the Niners big that week. And the Seahawks opened up the season with a win yep. over Russell Wilson. Uh, that game was eight and a half. So that was the game in San Francisco or Santa Clara uh, back in week two. It's now nine and a half. And, you know, we didn't know what Seattle was then. They certainly got better. But down the stretch, if you look at, you know, how Seattle played here right after. After a really promising start, um, you know they were six and three, and then down the stretch, you lost to the Bucks, you lost to the Raiders, both at home. You you beat the Rams, held on. Uh, Needed on, a comeback on late the road. in that first game. Yeah. Didn't cover in that one. Lost to the Panthers, lost to the Niners, lost to the Chiefs on the road, and then you closed out with a win over a banged-up Jets team, and you go to overtime against the Rams and don't Those cover. last two games do not impress me at all. No. The Jets, Mike White could barely move, and the Jets' offense had nothing. And the Rams, I mean, that's that was a game where I think Seattle probably, you know, and Geno Smith throwing interceptions really is the big issue. The one thing I'll say about the Niners, we're all kind of expecting Brock Purdy to come back down to earth. His numbers right now, short sample, only five games, better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Does he Efficiency-wise. Does he win... Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think you got to, I mean, eh, yeah, I guess. Maybe I mean, Kenneth Walker, right? That's the other guy, right? I mean, Tyler Algier, if you look at some of the numbers for him in Atlanta. Well, he had, he had the rookie record in Atlanta. Actually, that was a prop I missed out on this week during the whole contract incentive disaster we had this weekend. But uh, Algier getting the Falcons rookie rushing record, they really wanted him to get to 1,000. I mean, he's a guy, if you just go side by side, you look at some of the numbers there. Uh, I'm just pulling up. Um, is that know. is that market still available? 
I don't know if it is. I mean, I know they took down Coach of the Year last weekend when we saw the Dayball steam start to come in, and I, I think he's going to win that award based off of things that I'm hearing and, and where that market's trending. But I don't know about Oroy. That's a tough one. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, Kenneth Walker certainly very deserving is, is deserving, but you look at Brock Purdy now and, yeah. and the way that he's been playing. Um, the under in that game, another divisional spot, I would imagine the under will be a bit of a popular look uh in the eyes of some i i could go i could see myself playing under i, I just i have a hard time envisioning now when you play a total that's so low at 43 look pick sixes yeah uh, a fumble flips the field like you could get in Seattle's trouble real defense quickly really scares me and if the niners offense plays as as well as they've been playing they could put up 30 who would you be game? more confident that's going to cover the number niners niners or bills niners yeah yeah, I, I well, also the Bills are the one like I just like who who's playing quarterback, right? Like until we know that answer, and if it is Tua, that number comes down substantially, probably through the seven, right? Um, because they were a seven point favorite at home with Tua three weeks ago. Yeah, so you would think seven's going to be kind of the number there if Tua plays. Yeah, no, I think that's fair, and you know you would probably see more steam come, but you know does Tua being that this is his third concussion of the season. <laughs> I mean, does he go? Does he get back out there? Still hasn't been cleared from concussion protocol. Yeah. Um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. I, my assumption would be he gets the nod here. Can yeah, he get, Teddy. Make, yeah. No, you can't start. To, I mean, if Teddy's healthy, you can't start Skyler. Oh, of course. Period. End of story. Uh, we do need to get to Giants and Vikings, and I, yeah. I, I don't want to sneak that one in. That more of a discussion uh, on that one because that game is really intriguing. It is because I do think there's a public dog sentiment brewing there. That's in the real that public one dog of the week as well. So. A uh, very uh, interesting one to keep an eye on there. We'll talk more about Minnesota and the Giants a little bit later on in this hour. But a huge showdown in Charlottesville tonight. Do the national runner-ups from a year ago, are they a live dog this evening? We'll talk to Jim Root next right here on Prime Primetime. We keep it rolling here on VSIN Prime Time. Sitting in for Sean King, Jared Smith at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN Prime Time. And been saying it the past couple days, we are fired up about our new partnership with Sports Map Radio as we are heard now across the country on a number of great radio stations, uh, including the mightier 1090 in San Diego, California. Folks, you're listening to the best in sports betting news and information from Las Vegas, the sports betting capital of the world. We're here at the Circus Sportsbook, the world's largest sportsbook. So welcome, everyone, to the VEASAN family and VEASAN primetime uh, and those listening on Sports Map Radio. And speaking of the best insight, well, I think of no one better than our guy, Jim Root, at Second Chance Points on Twitter. Three-man weave. You catch him on the field of 68 as well. Jim? We've got a big old uh, ACC showdown tonight in Charlottesville. JPJ will be bumping, and uh, we've got UNC and Virginia. Virginia may be a bit of a surprise at how well they've been playing, and UNC, I think you could say, maybe a, a disappointment. Well, not maybe. They are a disappointment from the expectations, Jim. But, you know, you always try to find that time to strike at five, which is available at some spots, is five too many points for Virginia to be laying against the Tar Heels tonight? Maybe from a number perspective, I'd, I'd tilt slightly towards Carolina. Uh, these teams probably should be closer to even. And, you know, you mentioned how well Virginia or is maybe is perceived to be playing. They're one and nine against the spread in their last 10. Like that team Ooh. has really struggled since their early kind of shot out of a cannon start to the season out in Vegas. They shot the lights out. They were like fourth preseason in Ken Palm. And I think that set the analytical bar a little bit too high for them. And they haven't been able to clear it recently. That's been an issue. But this matchup, I feel like, trends pretty well for, for Virginia. UNC is not a patient team. They want to score. They want to get the ball back defensively and go the other way. And Virginia is going to suck the life out of the game. They're going to slow them down. They're going to run that motion in the half court. And UNC, is, particularly their off-ball defense, has been really bad this year because they're just kind of lackadaisical 
And that's bad news against a team that's like all off-ball motion. They are among the uh, nation's leaders in cuts and off-ball screening per synergy. I think this is a tough matchup here, especially with Shedrick and Cafaro up front, giving them some heft to combat Baycott inside. Yeah, UNC also 1-5 against quad ones this year. So when they manage up, uh, it has not been pretty, Jim. Speaking of managing up, I don't know what's going on down in Oxford, but Ole Miss has lost four in a row, 0-3 in the SEC, and then the North Alabama loss. I, I don't know what, what went on in that game. But they get Auburn tonight at home, and maybe you'd be surprised. Maybe you're not. I'm sure you can tell me why. But this line has actually moved towards Ole Miss. You think the home dog vibes maybe tonight in Oxford. They pick themselves off the map and get a big win over the Tigers. Yeah, it's certainly possible. And just to your point, home dogs this year in college basketball. I just looked this up on covers today because I was curious. 391 and 314, 55.5%. Just if you don't do anything, just find the bottom team list with a plus sign. You just bet it. Boom, you're up like 40 units on the year. I unfortunately have not been doing that. So I don't have that, uh, that profit to reel in. But I do think there is a, a solid angle with that tonight. With Ole Miss, a, a team that is usually well-prepared defensively. They run a lot of different stuff. They'll change any of some zones, some matchup, uh, some switching man-to-man. I think that's going to give Auburn problems, an offense that really feeds off its defense and especially feeds off the energy of the crowd at home. They're a really, really good home team in the jungle there in Auburn. But when you go on the road, maybe not the greatest environment where Katie Johnson and Wendell Green can't feed off of the, the crowd they tend to struggle in the half court and, and Ole Miss is going to make them execute. I think that helps out the rebels here. There's definitely concern on the other end of how Mississippi is going to score Auburn, a, a terrific rim defense team. They lock, lost Walker Kessler to the NBA and have not skipped a beat. One of the best shot blocking squads in the country uh, and Ole Miss struggles to, to, to produce easy points. But I think in this kind of like slow down rock fight half court game, it's edge Ole Miss, whereas Auburn wants to get up and, and transition. I don't think they'll be able to here. Well, and certainly, you know how I like to uh, coming off a big win, you go the other you way, go. you let down spot. I mean, they're two days removed, right, from beating Arkansas, like you mentioned, over the weekend. I mean, that was that was an impressive performance we saw uh, from Bruce Pearl's squad. So how do they respond, as you mentioned, going on the road? You know, what's the atmosphere going to be like there? Is this a sleepy spot where, yeah, Mississippi could come and kind of jump up and grab you? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, 0-3 in the SEC. Like, this probably won't be this hyped home crowd. Yeah. But that almost hurts Auburn. Like I said, I think they feed off energy of crowds. Even sometimes in the hostile environments, they'll kind of have that, like, us against the world energy but if it's dead and it's not this great environment for a team that's 0-3, then I think that kind of sucks the life out of Auburn, too. Helps lead to or, towards more of a rock fight type game here. And, I, I, again, I think that favors the Rebels. Chat once again with Jim Root. Follow him on Twitter, at Second Chance Points. Three-man weave, the field of 68. Just follow him on Twitter. He'll be, uh, he'll be there divvying out the content. Um, another home dog situation, and this is going to get producer Britton fired up about it. And We just had Matt Newman's on we got the boys of the corn taking on Illinois, catching three and a half. I'm riding with Nebraska, uh, Illinois. <laughs> as, uh, as Matt Newman said, was it a big win to beat Wisconsin without Wall? So I don't know. Uh, but they've been so up and down. Uh, what do you think about Nebraska catching three and a half at home against Brad Underwood's squad? Yeah, I, I didn't bet it, but if I had to, I'd be with you. I'd be with humans. I'd be on the home dog here. I think Nebraska has done a very nice job of shifting its style this year. Fred Hoiberg probably realized he was close to the hot seat or, or maybe directly on it. And they're much more of a Big Ten team this year. They defend. They can play in the half court. They're a little more comfortable. Whereas Illinois, it, they're like weirdly not a true Big Ten team. They're more versatile. They like to get up and down. I think they maybe might be built for more postseason success. But right now, they're a mess. I know they beat Wisconsin. I think they still have locker room issues despite Sky Clark leaving. They're, they're a little bit Kentucky-esque where these teams with talent have not come together at all. And we see what Kentucky's doing tonight. You guys mentioned it earlier on the show, struggling with South Carolina. I still think there's some, some issues under the hood with Illinois, even after that win over Wisconsin. I think on the road against a, a tough Nebraska team that's going to make things difficult on them, I think that comes out again. I, I like the Huskers to win out right there. Interesting matchup in the Big East tonight um, in your neck of the woods there. Um, actually, no, sorry. That game, I think, is – no, it's in Chicago. It's at the Paul. Rosemont. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is at the Paul. So oh, you got South a home Luke. dog tonight. Luke, they got a new arena, Tim. It's, it's oh, not wow. at Rosemont anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about yeah. that, right? <laughs> the old demons. 
Um, not exactly the sexiest matchup because Nova's having a down year, but we did see that line move a little bit in their direction tonight at the Paul. I, I don't have much here, but I'm just curious your overall thoughts on Villanova. Obviously, a transitionary year for them. Um, and maybe DePaul again, to your point with the home underdogs, perhaps a little bit of a live spot for them tonight at home. Yeah, possibly. Uh, they're, they're getting a little bit healthier, DePaul. Uh, the big man, Yorane, is back in there. They had two shot blockers out to start the year, and they've gotten one of them back. So at least that helps with that aspect. And yeah, Villanova's just not vintage Villanova right now. Uh, Cam Whitmore has given them some lift. Uh, the freshman that's probably going to be a lottery pick, he looks good. But the rest of the lineup has some question marks. They got a lot of young guards that aren't really big time playmakers yet, have some development to do. I'm kind of shorting them long term. I think they're probably sixth in the Big East or mm. so, like squarely in the middle after years of being way atop that conference. It's a concern. What I actually do like in this game, and it was my best bet on the field of 68 this morning, is the under. I think both these teams are going to struggle to score here. Villanova will control the pace. DePaul's much better in the open floor, and Villanova does not let teams run. And then DePaul actually gets out on the three-point shot, and that's how Villanova scores in the half court. They want to bomb over the top, spread you out. I think they'll struggle to do that here. So 141, I still think there's a little bit of value down to 140. I like the under. I think this is going to be kind of a frustrating game for, for DePaul trying to run. The Undertaker. <laughs> That's, that's, that's right. That's the way he rolls, that's man. That's it, man. Um, I, I got to get your opinions on a team that has just been winning outright as a dog, and now tonight they're a favorite, and that would be the Cyclones of Iowa State. Yeah. So they got Texas Tech tonight. Uh, they're laying four and a half against the Red Raiders. Uh, they have won. They're 3-0 and in conference play as a dog in all three games, beating Baylor, Oklahoma, and then TCU over the weekend. You know, I'm always curious, you know, when do you jump off uh, a particular hot you know, starting team like like Iowa State. Is this the spot, or you get, would you roll with Iowa State here laying four and a half? Uh, at the current line, I'm kind of staying away. This this one's been all over. It got yeah. bet up to seven at one point, Ooh. and then the news wow. about Texas Tech's guys warming up, uh, Daniel Bacho and Pop Isaacs, two key starters that missed last game. It sounds like they're in. Uh, so the money's come back on Texas Tech, definitely. I would have said at seven, even six and a half, six, I kind of liked Texas Tech as the – get away from uh, Iowa State. They've been playing almost too well. But at this point, four and a half, not quite enough value for me. It'd still be Texas Tech or nothing. I'm not willing to lay it with Iowa State right now, uh, despite how well they've been playing. I just think maybe they're a little inflated value-wise. But uh, unfortunately, can't quite get there on the current number. I think Texas Tech has actually played better than their 0-3 Big 12 record indicates, and they're going to be really, really desperate in this mm. spot. By the way, we got 15 seconds. How bad is Kentucky? They trail not by nine to South Carolina Yikes. right now. They are broken. I don't know what the deal is with them. They can't figure out their right lineups. It's bad. Bad news. At Second Chance Points on Twitter, he stuff, is Jim. Jim Root. Jim, always a pleasure, man. Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. There he is. Jim Root. Great stuff on the college hoop slate tonight. There's one more game that intrigues me. I'll tell you oh, about boy. it. On the other side, it is V-CIN Primetime. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM. Dot com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alongside Jared Smith sitting in for Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN primetime. As always, thanks to our good friend Jim Root for joining the program. And uh, just to rehash, his favorite play that he gave out earlier today and still would bet it is the under in the Villanova DePaul game, which is sitting at 141. That's a wager for me. So there you go. Uh, that is what Jim is riding with. I am on the boys of corn plus the three and a half against Illinois. And another bet and a friend of the network, I'll just say Todd from Iowa. He knows who he is. <laughs> uh, is, it's like uh, a, he's like a calling into a sports talk radio show. Yeah, Todd uh, from Dubuque. Uh, he's he, listening. He uh, he likes the racers. My namesake tonight, Murray State, fresh off a loss against Drake, Northern Iowa. Nice win over the weekend against the Salukis of Southern Illinois. By the way, if you had under one twenty six in that game, whew, that was a sweat. Um, but I'm gonna take the points. I'm gonna roll with uh, my namesake tonight. Murray State plus three and a half. Hard not to trust Todd from Iowa. Whoever you are, why not? Anonymous Shoulders. Todd, if you're listening. <laughs> All right, um, back to the NFL. Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus will join us coming up at the top of the next hour. So uh, looking forward to getting Ben's insight. Uh, we have hit a number of these games, kind of early thoughts. By the way, before we go in any further, have you locked in any bets for Wild Card Weekend? Not yet. Me either. I I, I think. This next game we're about to discuss is the closest where I'm leaning over the edge currently staring into the abyss that is the the Purple Sea uh, in Minneapolis. But besides that, I think Tampa, I'm also close, but I'm not as close as I am in this particular game. So let's get to this one. And once again, betting splits differ at different spots. So, you know, keep that in mind. And also, you know, as Jared said, you know, earlier, and I agree, it, it, I utilize betting splits a lot, and you hear me reference them a lot on this show and or my write-ups on, on the website, and I use it as a tool, but nothing can be There's no the only bullet. tool that exactly. you utilize, right? Nothing is perfect, so you got to use your own, you know, handicap. I'll, I'll be honest, you think back to bowl season, you know, which was a fruitful endeavor, uh, <laughs> and some of those plays ended up being kind of, you know, squarish, but... A lot of it was more information-based as opposed to, you know, the way I would normally bet in the regular season. Yeah. You know, for instance. Very situational. Washington was became a very popular dog, and it moved all yes. the way down to three. Uh, I was on Texas, too, that night. Were you? I was on Quinn Ewer's um, ladder, uh, but also Texas. As well. But Washington ended up winning that game outright, you know. You know, Fresno State against um, 
Washington State was yeah. was one of my favorite. Oregon bets. State too, Florida with all the opt outs. Like I, you, know, you get everyone the wave of news negative towards one side. And I should have I should have just stuck to my guns with uh, with next year's TCU, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oregon State. But uh, but this game is is fascinating. So it's it's kind of that 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 Fox spot where uh, Madden and Summerall used to call yeah, the right. game. Right. It's the it's the four forty Eastern game, Minnesota and the Giants. It is. Right now, the third shortest spread, the shortest spread being Jaguars, Chargers, which most spots is Pickham. And then it's now two and a half on Monday night between Tampa and the Cowboys. But you've got the Giants only catching three against Minnesota. But it feels like to me, and maybe I'm off, that people are gravitating towards the Giants here in this spot. They've, they've been playing pretty well, even last week. They covered uh, a number that closed about 16 and a half against yeah. Philadelphia, and they had an onside kick to get the ball back late in that game with all their starters on the bench. And you've got this Minnesota team that, yes, beat uh, Chicago to close out the season, but they've been living on the edge all year long, all these close one-score games. Look, I have faded them a handful of times, and it has worked out a decent amount. You, know, you look at the Dallas game when they were a home underdog to the Cowboys, and they got absolutely run. Uh, they were a, a three-and-a-half-point underdog at Green Bay. They got smashed in that one. Minnesota only laying three here. Under normal circumstances, I would think, Jared, this is a stinky line. I'm going to take the dog. Yeah. I, I'm not so sure here. I think that eventually, even though the bet splits that we show you right now for BetMGM are on the opposite, I think eventually the public kind of gravitates towards the Giants. Maybe I'm crazy, but that's my initial feel in this spot. I don't think you're crazy. And I think first, when you get a game like this that's already been played, and we have a lot of these happening this weekend. Every game has already been played. For, right, except for the, the Jags. Chargers. Does Jags play the Chargers here? Yeah. Wow. That one, I, that one slipped through the cracks. Um, and Dallas-Tampa Bay was week one. So yeah. tough to really – and also Dak got hurt in that game. So those are kind of throwaways. But this game was played three weeks ago on Christmas Eve, and the Vikings were a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Same exact spot. Vikings at home, same quarterbacks, same schemes. Nothing's changed. So you have to ask yourself first, what is the reason why that that line moved one and a half points in the Giants' favor? I, I, I can't give you a legitimate answer right now other than there is a very negative sentiment in the market right now for this Vikings team. They are the ninth worst DVOA team to ever make the postseason, and that's in like the 80s since like DVOA has been um, you know, calculated. And there is a very negative bias against this Vikings team. Now, you could say that the Giants are kind of a fraudulent team as well. They started out hot. Their numbers also weren't that good. They kind of came back down to earth a little bit down the stretch. But they're still a very well-coached team. And we talked about that trend a little bit you know, during these NFL segments uh, about 30 minutes ago. The first-time quarterback in the postseason facing an experienced quarterback in the postseason. Since 2002, I, I, I retweeted... Um, one of the analysts that I work with that that sent this trend out today, the first time quarterback is fourteen thirty five and one against the spread in his first postseason game, wow. going up against a quarterback obviously with with playoff experience in Kirk Cousins. Now, the one thing I think that balances this trend out is just how good of a coaching staff the Giants have with Dable and Kafka. So I think that'll negate that trend just a little bit, but it's still a pretty big sample size and it's a pretty definable trend that the quarterback playing his first postseason game, by the way, it's also on the road in one of the toughest environments in the NFL, doesn't fare well usually that first roll of the dice in the postseason. So that would favor the Vikings, obviously. Um, the Chargers and Jags, by the way, played week three, and the mm. Jags won by... Doesn't really glean much from those Yeah, games, no. Though. Yeah, 38-10. to 10. They, they oh, won wow. big in that one uh, back in week three. Um this game, though, as you mentioned, I think you can pull from it, right? December 24th, Absolutely. Christmas Eve, it just happened. Um, the, the Vikings are able to win. Both quarterbacks played well uh, yeah. in that game. You look at the Giants and how they've played down the stretch here. Once again, they, they played really well against the Eagles in, in a weird, in a, an odd game, right? No, no starters were playing uh, for the Giants. The, the Eagles were playing for something, but... Were they a bit off with Jalen Hurts returning? They yeah. smashed the Colts, and they got that big win on Sunday Night Football against the Commanders. 
I know questionable calls, but I I, I thought the defense they still played, played well. The defense played well. Daniel in that Jones one. is playing really well this year. He is, and that's the scary part because he can steal this game if he plays that well. Yeah, and and look, you know, Kirk Cousins has won one playoff game. It was a road game in New Orleans, which was a, which was a big win, and his only playoff victory uh, in Minnesota. He's played in the playoffs, so you know everyone I think is anticipating. Kirk to to play poorly, including probably the guy who normally sits in that chair. Uh, look at the fact of the matter is, the end of the day, Kirk Cousins had a, a really good year this year. He was yeah. one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. However, you know we saw him play his worst game of the season two weeks ago against Green Bay. He was absolutely putrid uh, in that spot. So we'll see if he can rise up, but. Yeah, to me, early feel here. I actually like the favorite in this spot. Me too. At I, three, I think it's a very fair bet for the for the Vikings. And I think there's I a reason this number hasn't moved yet. You know, yep. I don't. I don't think it's. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't think it'll go to two and a half. If it nope. does go to two and a half, I think it gets scooped up yes. uh, real quickly. Well, what does Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus think about this game and the entire Wild Card Weekend? We'll pick his brain coming up at the top of the hour. That's Jared Smith. I'm Tim Murray. It is V Sin. Prime time. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.